Hey everybody, bienvenidos, bienvenue, benvenuti, willkommen. Welcome to another episode of the Red Card Report podcast. This is episode number 67. I'm your host, Joe Cappuccino. I feel like I haven't said that in like a million episodes, so I feel like I need to say it now. Today, we're talking about so many leagues have been crowned, have crowned champions now. Some, not quite yet. But to discuss it here with me, as always, is my good friend, Mao Porto fan extraordinaire, Rui Pereira. Rui, how are you doing tonight? I am fantastic, as always, Joe. Are you feeling particularly fantastic? <laughs> I am feeling so good right now. Porto are champions once again for the first time since we started this podcast. When hey, we started hey. it. Yeah. We were the reigning champions, but we didn't win it while we had the podcast going. So so this is like a momentous, milestone. Yeah, this is a momentous occasion. Milan bottles for Christ's sake. Milan and Atalanta are like the best teams in Europe right now. I know. Dude. Which is right. I haven't said that since I was like twelve years old. It's insane. So. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's all it's all smiles around me, but like the depressing part about all this, like I'm I'm so happy that like that Milan have been playing well and they're playing really really well. They're not just the results; no, they're they, playing, they are playing a really great well. style of football, yeah, performing well. But like the depressing part is, it's like I feel like I don't know, like we're still fighting for something. But I think it's just like that pride and that because you would think that we're still fighting for the Champions League spot or something, but unfortunately we're not. But right. yeah, but you know it, it, it's great. What we're what we're able to do, and I know that we're going to touch up on this later on in the podcast. There's oh, some definitely have to no moves going on at Milan, which uh, for the last few weeks right. there were supposed to be uh, moves going on in the summertime. So we'll touch up on that. So it's all good stuff, man. I'm uh, I'm really thrilled. I'm really happy. Porto finished the season out strong. Milan are just really pushing through. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do against Atalanta tomorrow without uh, Romagnoli, possibly, with, who picked injury. up an injury. Yep. No Benacer, no Tio Hernandez, because they picked up yellows in the previous match. But, they always do. They seem to. Yeah, they always do. So it's, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it, yeah, man. That'll be a, that'll be a cracker of a match. And you know what? Regardless of the result, you got to be proud of what Milan's done so far. But, Joe, before we kick off... Oh. How are you doing, man? I never ask you how you're doing. You always ask me. I think and I'm like the Rui. condescending asshole that doesn't just like <laughs> ask you how you're doing. I'm doing just fine. Like I can't complain. Juventus is giving me heartburn per usual, but you still, know, I still racking up points. Still racking up points. We beat Lazio. That's right, Jerry. You heard me, you scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> we beat you fucking finally. So that that it wasn't a clean win by any means, but it was a win nonetheless. So I was ha- I'm happy about that. Inter drop points, so I'm even happier about that. So that's good too. I, I'm I'm doing dandy. So thank you thank you for asking that, Ruby. You know it warms my heart. But let's get let's get back on track here, and let's talk about your Porto. Okay, so I remember at the beginning of the season. Or I, I don't even want to say at the beginning of the season. We were maybe halfway, like December. Benfica was in first place. Regardless of COVID or any anything like that, pretend that this didn't that that plays no factor into yep. this. Okay. Did you or could you foresee 
this championship actually happening for Porto? Yeah, I'm, I, regardless the of COVID. In, in the beginning of the season, no. I thought this was the year Porto was definitely going to finish in second place or maybe even just like battle for second place with Sporting because this was their rebuilding year. They lost so many players in the previous season and they were eliminated from the group stage and the, the qualifiers for the Champions League. So they were right. forced to go to the, the to the Europa League. It was really disappointing. But going into... I would say January or maybe early February into that Benfica game where Benfica was just on an absolute tear. Um, I think it was like the the 20th game of the season and Benfica only had lost one game and that was support through earlier in the season. They had been they were absolutely they were flawless yeah. throughout the, the season. They were seven points up on Porto at that time and Porto somehow found a way to win. But they had a lot home. of draws. With Benfica, I mean, did Benfica had a, a rack of draws, or were they they were winning those games? They were winning up until yep. Porto. Okay. They were up seven points, and then I believe they lost after or, or the game Something after to like Braga, or maybe it was yeah. the game after no, the I second game after Braga, the Porto yeah. game, and then things started falling apart. They drew, I believe, a couple of times before COVID happened, and then going into the lockdown, Porto and Benfica were tied neck and neck, uh, neck to neck, and Porto had the advantage because of the head-to-head uh, differential. Sure. So, I, 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 I don't know, man. It was just. It was so hard to see Benfica finish the season that the way they did. And uh, Porto started off a little shaky after the lockdown. Benfica Naturally. did too, but Benfica just kept getting losing. really... They kept drawing, and then they started losing. And then Porto, I believe they lost uh, to Famalicão, but after that, they just picked it up, and they were just playing absolute flawless football for the rest of the season. They beat Spartink last week 2 nothing to to win the league. So they, they were playing absolutely incredible after the lockdown. So the answer is yes, you could have seen this happen. In the beginning of the season, no, but it, it now, came down, I guess, to the deciding. I know I was rambling on. No, the no. The deciding factor was that game against Benfica. Even if they drew, it would have been really difficult to, to turn things around. But when Porto beat them, it, dropped, it, it, it cut the lead to four points and it made things possible. And when they beat, when they beat them, Benfica was just never the same after that. It just goes to show you that anything really can happen regardless of of existential circumstances like COVID. Like, seriously, anything can happen in this sport. Anyway, congratulations. I know that next time I see you, you're probably going to have, you know, the Porto Campion shirt, you know, 2020, you all, that, all that stuff. You got it. You have to. You have to get it. But moving on, let's go to Spain now, where they also have a new champion. I don't want to say new. wouldn't really be a new champion. It would be Real Madrid again. So we titled this part, Real Madrid are champions and Barcelona crumble, which is pretty much how it happened. So, Rui, let me ask you this. Did Barcelona lose the title more than Madrid earn it? This one's kind of tough. You, you would think for the caliber and the squad, that the, the team, the club that Barcelona are, the way that they finished the season was kind of like what we saw Benfica did in, in the Portuguese league. It was just really, really poor. They, Similar. They strung yeah. in a lot, of, a lot of poor results. They played really poor football. I know lately 
when when uh, I was going to say Benfica, when Real Madrid took the lead <laughs> in the table, we saw a couple of games where Barcelona started to look pretty good. They look good, but then they lost uh, uh, Osasuna, and you know it, it, this this team is um, Barcelona. Certainly the weakest team I've seen in a while. Barcelona had a real poor... Yes, definitely. They had a real poor stretch of results, but you also have to credit Real Madrid for finishing the season with 11 straight wins. True. That is not an easy task to do, especially in La Liga. So that's a really tough question. That is a really tough question to to answer because you want to say that... Barcelona lost it because they had a poor stretch of results. But then again, Real Madrid won 11 straight games to win the league. And the way that they did it was in incredible form. They were playing really good football. Their defense was dynamite, lock tight. You know, they're, they're, they're finding ways to, even when their attack is not on 100%, they're still finding ways to find the ball in the back of the net. And that's that's all that matters at the end of the at day. At the end of the day. They might have gotten a couple of our decisions thrown their way. It, and given the, the compact schedules and, and, and the strategy, the strategy that the team has to approach because you have to rotate players in and out because of just... You know, so many games in in such a a short time span, it's sensational. It's it's incredible to win 11 straight games the way that uh, the way that they did. So um, I I feel like if I said Barcelona lost it, I'm discrediting Real Madrid. But then again, you're Barcelona. You you expect better from them. But I'm going to say what Real Madrid was able to do was was incredible. They won it. And I'm I always wonder how much a coaching change really does affect the mojo of the team. Like, we, they went from Valverde to Setien, to, two totally different managers, and you can clearly see where that got them. I, the, it just seems like the whole club was in shambles at one point, but, and they probably still are. But we'll keep an eye on them, see what they do continuing into the summer. And uh, yeah, we'll we we'll be keeping an eye on Barcelona. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling now, but I got one more question for you about this Ruiz. So, interesting fact: in the days that Zidane has been manager at Madrid since he came back, I should say, he has won a trophy every 19 games that he's been this coach. Okay, that's bonkers. Yeah, like we're it's we're crazy. including the Champions League and all that, and all every, that stuff. Every, everything. Every, everything, right? That's insane. I don't know. I personally don't know how good of an actual coach he is. You know, like tactics, any of that stuff. Yep. But maybe you can maybe you can shed some light on this. So, how good of a coach, in your opinion, do you think he is? So, Zidane, obviously, this is his second tenure at Real Madrid, and both times that he took the job, he took over after difficult times. Yeah, sure. And what Zidane has been able to do at each tenure. So we look at the first time that he was at Real Madrid, took over. They won the, they won the Champions League his first year, which basically influenced the team to sign him on for the long run. Then he won the league, I believe, in his second year, as his first full year as manager. But at that time, you had that amazing squad where all those players were in their prime and you also had Cristiano Ronaldo. You left after Cristiano Ronaldo left. So we knew what 
I mean, to to win what three Champions it, yeah. League, to win a Champions Insane. League once is incredible. Yeah. Twice is incredible, but three times in a row is almost unheard of. We haven't seen that since the seventies. But people still had that thing where Zidane is. Oh, he was there because he had an incredible. He, he only won he because he had an player. incredible team. He had yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. What is he going to do now? He did an okay job when he took over last March. I mean, there was only a few months left and whatever. He bought a few players in the in the offseason, and for the most part, all of them haven't really done anything. Militao hasn't really done much. Jovic hasn't done much. Uh, Ethan Hazard hasn't, hasn't done anything. Done, yep. The only one that you can really say that did much, uh, did something was Ferlan Mendy. But the the way the way that he has taken this team, it's it's incredible how they started off a little shaky. Barcelona was, they had a commanding lead in the beginning of the season, but he was able to turn things around midway, get the best out of the young players that he didn't have. And also most importantly, get the absolute best out of the older players. The ones that are now in their prime, that were the superstars of the team that won those three straight champions leagues. I'm talking about Luca, um, Luka uh, Modric, Sergio Ramos, even Karim Benzema, who's been Dude, absolutely been incredible he's this year. You have to put, if there was a Ballon d'Or, he has to be at least like top five the way he has played this he's year. Um, so he's gotten the best out of all these older players. Luka Modric, at the end of the season, the, the final seven or eight games, it was Luka Modric, the one that we're used to seeing. And only Zidane can do that. Zidane has always been known as this man-manager. He took over a dirty situation. All these players needed was a nice like, like kick in the ass, and boom, they're playing good football. But this year, it's different. Not only did he get the best out of all these players, the young players, the older players that seem to be dying off, Marcelo included. Yep. forgot to mention him. For sure. But the tactics... The tactics have been so key. He's been moving around tactics um, from a 4-3-3 at times. And also, he mixes around like that five midfields with one striker and the four in the back. It's, you know, this isn't made up. And and one of the things that I love about Zidane, too, is how humble he is and how in his press conferences, he never talks about his strategy. He never talks about what he does. He talks about the players. Yeah, you well, know. naturally he was one, right? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So, I think he's mature. He's been able to get the best out of players, being that great man manager. But I think with the t- over time, he's gotten even better tactically wise like as a coach. And, um, as a coach, because he's adapted so well. And the, the, the Real Madrid have been in so many circumstances this year with injuries, players not like performing. Look at uh, Jovic. They they were yep. going into this season. They were relying all on all these signings. Um, they they had a bunch of injuries. Modric was injured. Marcelo was injured. Courtois wasn't at his best until the end of the season, until the second half of the season. I think a lot of this has to do with Zidane and the way he's been able to adapt and to figure things out. This is incredible. This Real Madrid team is really really good. This Real Madrid team is a lot different than the Real Madrid team that played. Manchester City in the first leg. So I'm really curious to see what Manchester City is going to do against Real Madrid. And I think Real Madrid, I don't know. I'm not going to make a a prediction. It's going to be a wild one. And every single full year that 
Zinedine Zidane has coached Real Madrid. He's won the Champions League. So I know it was only two full seasons. I think he could do it again. I don't know. If he can pull if he can pull this off, this miracle against Manchester City. Yeah. Or this upset. I won't call it a miracle. I'll call it an upset. Who's gonna stop them really? Bayern, maybe. Maybe. So that would be it. Yeah. Actually. But yeah, to sum everything up, I think he's the real deal as a coach. He's a complete coach. I think he's really uh, improved a lot on his tactics, his approach. But as a man manager, I think he's just the best best. around. That was never in doubt with me in terms of his man management. Like fantastic man manager. Like he he also he did fantastic. With can you imagine being in the same dressing room with Sergio Ramos? Cristiano Ronaldo, Bale, like all those got those egos yeah. in the locker room, and he's able to to control all I know. that. And look at Bale too. You were expecting a lot out of him since Ronaldo left. Yeah. And then you got Hazard to take over Bale and Ronaldo, and you're not getting it from you're him. And it, look, you win the not, league, but you still win the league. See, he's not just a Champions League coach; he also wins the league. So maybe there is something. Maybe I was a little bit. Uh, Naive's not the right word, but maybe I was a little naive in thinking that he wasn't I think, a good tactical I think a lot of manager. But uh, I think a lot of people felt that way, to be honest. Probably, and I bet you a lot of people still do. Maybe they're still not sold on uh, it. Now I think they have to start maybe, changing their tune. Yeah, I, dude. All I can say is that maybe one day he'll come back to you and he'll coach, and I won't <laughs> be upset about it. I really won't. Uh, anyway, we have some sad news to report. A giant, or a former giant, I should say, has fallen. Deportivo La Coruña has been relegated, and I know I you like to point this team out, especially to me, Rui, for for whatever reason. It was like you're Dude, yeah, we're awesome, man. That's the team that we beat in '04. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, okay, Porto had to, to beat them that. in the semifinals of the Champions League to go and uh, to go and win the Champions League no, that year. But it just goes to show you. You know, in a span of time, what can happen? And they're not even—they're not even getting relegated from the the first La no, Liga. They, they're getting relegated from into the third division. Into now, the third division, which, which is, is so sad because that's the, nuts. Honestly, um, the the Galician part of Spain—they are die-hard football fans. Yeah. Like Celta Vigo and Deportivo La Coruña are a massive, massive rivalry, and. Th- that whole province or whatever region, you want to call region you want to call it they're divided yeah when it comes to football and Celta it's incredible it's incredible uh, it's an incredible rivalry but it's so sad what's happened to them yeah and it looks like Celta Vigo is not going to get relegated they so- just missed out on it so <laughs> so you can only imagine when the next time we're going to see Unosu Derby that's the name of the derby <laughs> Unosu Derby Unosu Derby that's cool that's so. really cool. Football's the best. But you can only imagine the, the banter days. that's going on in that region right now. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't want I, I wouldn't want to be a Deportivo fan right now. Just mm. just saying. Anyway, gotta talk Serie Always managed to, to come around. <sighs> I, I don't I don't wanna say it. I don't wanna say it. I'm gonna say it. Juventus Champions? Question mark. What do you make of that, Rui? Is, I think is it's it a done deal? You think it's a done deal? It's a done deal, Joe. You guys beat Lazio. 
That was your bogey team of the year. You guys beat them when it mattered it most. It doesn't matter, man. It's that scoreboard. Ten years from now, no one's going to remember how the season played out. <laughs> okay? I bet you they will, but they'll be like, we'll remember Jerry's going to remind me. He's going to text me, and he's going to be like, COVID-19 screwed us. <laughs> yeah. Piece of shit, yeah, Joe. Yeah, he's like, you suck. Um, <laughs> no, you, you, you. this is uh, definite. I think they just need five points in four games. Juventus has four games. A lot of the other teams only have three games left. It's pretty much it, man. It's it's pretty we much should. a done deal. We should get five points from yeah the, at least those games. I mean, I would love for you guys to lose them all, and then I Atalanta. I will, I will. If that was the case, I'd be rooting for Atalanta tomorrow over us. So <laughs> we're already mathematically in the Europa League, so we're we're coasting. But yeah, it's pretty much a done deal. I think Ronaldo's going to pour in a few more goals. I think he's going to win Campo Cagnere. I, I I was one of the very few people, even when Immobile was like eight or nine goals ahead of Ronaldo earlier on the season, I said that Ronaldo was going to come back and he's because this is just what he does. It is it, what he does. It, I don't care what kind of goals he scores. He just finds mm-hmm. a way to score goals. And he's been doing it. At one point, he he had uh, 18 goals and five assists in, yeah. in 13 games, which is, I don't, still it's unreal. still crazy. You take away his penalties He's it's still, still yeah. 18 goals with four games to go. That's really, really good. And the dude's 35. And the dude is 35. So I think he's going to pour in a few more goals. Dybala is just, I, I know he's going to want to keep playing. He's that Love type him. of competitor. Love the guy. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, I wish I wish it ended a little bit more exciting as like the the whole season was. This is like, this whole season is kind of like what Game of Thrones. It's been a roller coaster for sure. It's like what Game of Thrones was. It, Pretty it, much. The first like seven epi- uh, seasons were amazing. The yeah. last one, trash. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're definitely in the last season segment right here where you're just like uninterested really. So, yeah. But dude, talk about a roller coaster of a season. I mean, I can't, I can't say that I, I, I don't think that it will happen, but we only need five points. We, there's no if something were to happen and we don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. At least Sardi would get fired. He better get fired for that <laughs> shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he would be the worst manager of all time. He should be. Anyway, speaking of managers. Or lack thereof. No, not even a lack thereof. You just didn't sign. You didn't sign one. We're we're over to Milan now. Uh, This is official, by the way. Ralph Ragnick is no longer coming to AC Milan. They have officially handed Stefano Pioli a contract until 2022, I believe. Uh, Feelings, thoughts on this, really? Hmm. Joe, I uh You were pissed before. I know you were it's you not the were, fact you were livid. It's not the fact that Ralph Ragnick is not coming. I would love Ralph Ragnick on the team. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I am really, really disgusted with Ivan or Ivan <laughs> Gazidis. <laughs> I know for... you were Disrespecting, it's not Greek either. Dis- Thankfully, I found out that Mal- Maldini is here to stay, quote-unquote, yeah, here. here to stay. Yeah, Knowing Milan, there might be a surprise in a few weeks from now, saying that he's well, leaving too. Dude, ho- you better hope not. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he's he's going to stay, thankfully. And 
I have a huge problem with the way Ivan Gazidis treated Boban and Maldini with the whole Ralph Ragnick uh, situation back in December. Apparently, there was talks and there was a deal made. That's why Boban lashed out True. at him and he ended up getting fired. And Maldini's job was just un- in jeopardy. In jeopardy, and for the most part. Boban and Maldini have done a really good job together at Milan since last summer. They brought in key players like Rafael Leão, who's a promising, hopeful, hopefully a superstar one day. He, def- he definitely has the potential to be that. Uh, Tio Hernandez, who's been incredible. That was all Maldini. That was m- all Maldini, sure. Uh, ben Acer, who's been incredible this year, probably arguably top three reg- regista in the league right now. These are players... Rebic, Ante Rebic, uh, Ibrahimovic, Simon Kier, all these players have been brought in because of those two. And Boban gets fired because he lashed out at how uh, Gazidis approached Ragnik behind his back. And after all this time, most of us were thinking that Ragnik was coming and there was people that were happy with it because of what he's been able to do at Red Bull Salzburg, Red Bull Leipzig, and in the past at Hoffenheim, people were happy with this. This is a plan that can actually work for a long time. But also there was people that were happy with Maldini and Boban, and they felt that this was wrong to do that. Now we have like the hopes of, a lot of people had the hopes of Ragnik coming, and now that's out the window. Me, I was totally fine with Boban and Maldini. I thought their project was fine. I thought they were doing a really good job. They made a mistake at signing or bringing in Giampaolo. That's their one major mistake, but they corrected sure. it by bringing in Pioli. I was also fine with Ralph Ragnick coming in, even though I didn't like how our legends were treated, but at least we have something coming in that I think could work and help our club, especially with FFP. Now, this isn't happening all of this, this civil war now, there's people that want, there are Milanisi that want Ralph Ragnick, and then there are Milanisi that, that never wanted him. Now there's just like, there's like a war, like Milan a civil, civil war, war going on. Yeah. And thankfully, Maldini is, is going to be here next year. Otherwise, this would have been absolutely terrible. All of this was literally for nothing. Boban, in my opinion, got fired for nothing. This whole thing, we lost points to Genoa before the lockdown because of this. I I don't care what anyone says. I know we lost, but we were playing great football going into the lockdown until that last game, until this whole scenario broke out. We saw it in Pioli. We saw it in all the players that were like, what the hell? Yeah, didn't Gazidis just show up at training one day and Zlatan was like, what what are you doing here? Yeah. it got, got into a war of we, words. We, we literally lost. I believe we would have smoked Genoa that game if we <laughs> if this didn't happen. If that wasn't a problem in the locker room, we saw it in Pioli. We saw it in the players. The players are frustrated too with all these constant changes. So all this was really for nothing. This whole entire thing. I'm happy that Maldini's staying because I do like his project. I love Pioli. I think he's done great. I was going to say, and you know, I, I've talked about this on. Uh, on Joe Fischetti's podcast, the Forza Napoli podcast. Shout out to you, Joe. Thank you again for having me on your show a couple of weeks back. Make sure you guys give him a follow. Um, <laughs> I told him, I was like, listen, any other year, 
Piali would have been rehired, would have been extended. But with Ralph Ragnick, sure. I like this project. I think it could happen. But now that it's not going to happen, I'm okay with Piali staying because he's done a good job and Maldini staying with the same project. So I'm just more upset with Gazidis because he's really disrespected this club and he caused a lot of turmoil, a lot of frustration, and this is the last thing this club needs. The players don't need it because the players have gotten a taste of the distraction that he caused earlier in the season. And I credit Pioli even more, and I credit the players even more who were not happy with Gazidis, with with the whole uh, Boban and, and uh, Ragnick situation earlier in the year for actually maintaining your cool and continuing to do your job the right way. It, it, it seemed like Pioli was going to be leaving this summer and he was still leading this team to victory. So he deserves this. Any oh, other sir, manager that's been able to it. do any other manager that's been able to do the work that he's done uh, in in the last couple of months deserves it. So I'm looking forward to Pioli. I hope I hope he breaks that curse of his where he ends up dying out as a manager. He's a, a great interim manager, great caretaking manager. But let's see if he actually carries the team next year into maybe a Champions League spot. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is that is a big goal for next season I would feel like and the one thing I I don't even know why I'm saying I'm worried I'm not really I'm not really worried I'm not a Milanista but though if I were a Milanista listen I would be worried that you guys would be putting yourselves in a similar situation to what you did with Gattuso I thought you guys fired Gattuso way too soon he he sure it was it was a tough break you didn't you didn't make you know this the European spots, yeah, that happens. But I feel like if you had stuck with Gattuso, right? Yeah, you probably would have been in a better situation than now. I feel like Ralph Ragnick signing him, sure, maybe three, four years from now, you would be in a in a pretty good spot, right? But I think that that would be you'd be. I don't want to say you'd be totally taking an enormous step back. You would certainly be you'd be setting yourselves up is mm-hmm. what I what I'll say. Yeah. You'd be setting it would be too much all at once. Ralph Ragnick's unproven in this league, obviously. Yeah. You don't know what could happen. Um you with Pioli, you know what you're gonna get. That's that's the bottom yeah. line. And you can see and you see what he's done. He's done a fantastic job. Chalanoglu yeah. looks like a world beater under him. Ibrahimovic is as being Ibrahimovic, Rebic. Yeah, fantastic. Kessie looks great. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, this is we're finally seeing what Kessie, the potential that Kessie had. Everyone knew the potential that this guy had, and he's been playing incredible. That's a thing where this is where I I kind of believe in this whole Pioli management Pioli because project. I think this is the best team Pioli has ever gotten or else sure or he in other words inter too but different yeah different time for inter inter wasn't really that great but i think this this is like the best i guess stretch of results that pioli has had in his career and this is a team that's playing good football it's not sloppy no they're playing it's, they're not like getting lucky they're they're playing good football they're defending well and most importantly they're creating opportunities 
and they're capitalizing. Yep. And we haven't seen that in a really long time. Long. Anyway, let's move on. Closing business. This, you know what? This actually might be good. Good for football, I feel like. that That's just my personal opinion. But I think that that might have given away what I, what I want to talk about. And that is, there's not going to be a Ballon d'Or this year. France football officially announced that there will be no Ballon d'Or this year. Rui, you're giving me the thumbs down. I don't know if you were giving that to me as a person or my opinion or whatever. Both. Fair enough. Why Why does this make you upset? Well, because you think it's a good idea, Joe. And <laughs> Anytime I think it's a good idea. The little idea, respect like, nah. I had left for you, it's all gone. <laughs> to side with French football. Uh. Yeah, that's I can right. Understand. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, no, they're the reasonings that the, well, I don't want to say it's theirs, but the reasonings that I've been reading it makes about sense. it doesn't make sense because football still continued. There was still a season. There were still champions. I don't care that league uh decided to <laughs> just wimp out. No that, one deserved it anyway why. over there. No one deserved yeah. it. I just, you know what? I just saw that maybe that's a, co- a huge contributing factor. I don't care if there's a single elimination in the UCL. I don't care that there's been five subs being used in matches. I don't care that there's been a condensed schedule. We finished the season. There's going to be champions. The leagues that wimped out and just decided not to do it, that's their loss. Uh, Robert Lewandowski deserves to be among the top three. Oh, for sure. De Bruyne, top three. Agreed. Chalanoglu, top three. Top three. Uh, clearly. Hakan Chalanoglu, definitely. Definitely, definitely up there. Hey, He's a top three. Milan is arguably the best team in Europe right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> best player on the best team is the best player in the world. <laughs> no, but but seriously, there's there's. I don't think this is right. I think they should have the award regardless uh, we finished the seasons. We we're gonna finish the Champions League. Why not have the Ballon d'Or? We're still gonna have the beginning of next season too. That contributes to it. That's true. Why cancel this? This is a, this has been a strange season, but we've seen some epic, epic individual performances. Like De Bruyne and Lewandowski are two great Animals. examples. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo's done well. Lionel Messi's done, done, well. done well. Karim Benzema's done well. done well. Dybala has He's been incredible. Well. Yep. What about Papu Gomez? Yeah. Oh, he do. What about Papu Gomez? Top five, easy. Nobody talks about him. Nobody. Well, see that that's why I'm glad that we're not having a Ballon d'Or this year is because in the end. We know that it's going to be either Ronaldo or Messi. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not this year, but it this award has turned into a popularity contest. It has been, but when when Modric won in 2008 and not Ronaldo, there was That's something just, there. It's to throw everyone off. Just, it literally was, there was to something throw everyone there that off. wasn't right. I but guess, that's why man. I'm glad. I, I guess I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. I guess Those you're. I guess all... you're right because I think it's. I, I'm with you on this. This is just a popularity con- a contest. It's a load of shit at for the most part. Um, like it used to not be. It used to not it be. No. Used to not be. No, when when George Weah won it, like, like we were talking about. Yeah, like dude, <laughs> he you, you were like he had one good season, and then it was just like bye. That's pretty much what happened. But that one season that he had, I was the man at Milan. 
He was the dude. He had a few good seasons in his career, but <laughs> but, but we're, we're you know off what track. I, no, but you know what I mean. No, I, I but I think lately, over the years, the last few years, we can definitely say that we've just lost. Have Ronaldo and Messi been the two best players? Yeah, most more likely than not. Yeah, yeah, but. It, but even you got to say, remember the year that Wesley Snyder got robbed? Yeah, in 2010. In 2010? Yeah, because FIFA was was drooling over Messi. That was the only reason why. Uh, that that was the year. Contest. That was the year Iniesta, Xavi, and and Messi finished top three. Schneider was in the mud. Guy was the best player on on Inter and finished in second place in the World Cup. Messi wins Ballon d'Or and like whatever for doing nothing in 2010. Yeah. Nothing, just winning the league. So you can see what I mean. There have been injustices with with awards like this. Yeah, no, like. there have been. So, But if everyone looked at it through the lens that you were just looking at it through, yeah. no, it would be I, better. I agree. It would be better. No, yeah, I, I agree. The, the frustration and, and, and people have just kind of lost interest in Bolondo or they, every year it's like, oh, here we go again, like, Someone got robbed. Yeah. No. But maybe that's just the nature of awards like these anyway. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So but I guess I, for I, me. I, I still think that it should it should still be there because the seasons were completed. As much as we don't like the award yeah, sometimes. They were completed. What about Robert Lewandowski, man? What about Dude, him? I feel that, bad I mean, for him. He d- he would. I think he deserves it. I think Papa it. Gomez should get a shout he out. Gets a shout. Kevin De Bruyne should, should get a, a shout out. Agreed. Ronaldo Messi should be they're in there. In there. They're definitely in there. Dybala. Papa Certainly Gomez. Papa Gomez. No, dude, no, seriously, he would I think that he would be top 3. Thomas Muller too. Even Ilicic. Yeah, Ilicic. He's been great. Uh, there's so many names that we could certainly list off that should be in these listings that probably wouldn't be any other year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I agree. But uh, yeah, uh, it it kind of does stink that this award doesn't happen. But you, we could talk. I could talk about this for hours. In all seriousness, so uh, all I know is is that it's not happening this year. Somewhat of a relief for me, but I also I also get why why you'd want it, right? Really. So uh, we completed the seasons. No, there shouldn't be any reason why we can't look at those. But, alas, we we have no control over that. So, sorry. No Ballon d'Or. Anyway, Rui, that is all that I have. Do you have anything that you want to add? Nope. No? I'm done, man. Nah, we, we talked... Fuck. We talked about a lot. Yeah, we covered a quite lot. a bit. We, we covered a lot. There's still a little bit of football going on. Um, left... Then we're going to have Champions League in a few weeks. We'll have Champions League in a couple so that's weeks. That's going to be cool. I wonder what our episodes are going to be like in that week where there's like no football. Uh, I think we're going to do like a little Manchester City uh, special on there. We do need to do I that. Want the facts I was going to mention come out. that. I, I want all the facts that. to dump out. About then. the legal parameters that uh, that they had to meet and all that stuff. You right. Know? And yeah. things that actually happened. What happened in that courtroom. So, yeah, guys, we, we didn't... We didn't, like, scare away from it. We just want all the facts to come out, and I think that they're going to come out even more. We'll line There's going to be some more stuff coming out. 
Um, but yeah, that's all I got, man. Fourth of Champions, Milan's playing good. Pioli, all, all sunshine. Justice for, for Pioli. <laughs> no, just like just deserves. He got yeah. He's de- he's definitely getting what's coming to him. That's that's good. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate all the help and support. If you liked what you heard, please give us a thumbs up, give us a like, give us a subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. Give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. We we love the support. Um, damn, where was I going with this? Oh, right. Um, also, follow us on our Twitter page at RCR underscore podcast. Uh, sh- give us a shout-out. Like, throw in a question if you want us to answer it. We, we're always looking for new stuff to talk about, so we would love to hear from you guys. And as always, we will see you next time. But I cannot see the way forward gave you all my money. I throw away all men.